Come on, excellent stuff. Uh, we're having some fun computer stuff going off today. It's all happening, isn't it? But you know what? It's church, and that's the most important thing. So if I get, if I get that face on when it's not, not worked properly, just don't worry about it. But I'm loving our... Um, uh, I've noticed this team from Hong Kong. Uh, I think you noticed the lip dubbing went fairly well tonight. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Megan, you look so good when you go, later on. <laughs> Loving that. Fantastic. Somehow kind of kills the moment. Well, tonight um, we're doing At Six Church. I'm really excited about this aspect of Hope House Life. Um, when I've been thinking about and praying about what is happening around Hope House at the moment, this is the place I'm, I'm feeling I've got a buzz about and want to be around. It's kind of small, it's a beginning, but I feel like what we're saying is here, this is the birth of something. There's something new happening here. Because I really think, even tonight, because Megan, you said good morning and it's this evening, so I don't know, you got that wrong. It's definitely good, good evening. But even now, I think we're planting church. We're beginning church, and what I'm seeing and imagining and catching in my heart about this, this meeting over the next couple of years, uh, I'm imagining seats being filled, people getting saved. Not just people transferring from place to place, but actually people getting saved. Uh, I'm imagining I'm doing uh, a communion service on a Sunday night. I'm imagining I'm doing baptism services on a Sunday night because people find the truth in God. And so we begin small like this, but we're believing for big in God because we have an amazing God, don't we? Uh, and so I just find myself excited by the whole concept of Hope House at Six. And I, I, in my mind, I imagine a group of people that don't even know the Lord yet, who tonight are out there celebrating England's miraculous win uh, against Panama, one of the top clubs in the world. That, let's face it, if we'd have put a team together, we could have had a good shot against. I'm just imagining people out there celebrating that at some point in the next two or three years might be stood here sharing the word of God about their brand new saviour. How amazing is that going to be? Because those things happen. I know they happen because they've been happening now for 2,000 years. And so God has been practicing to get it so right for when he begins that work in Barnsley. So how good is it going to be after 2,000 years of practicing the good news gospel? When he lets it loose in Barnsley, it is going to be something else. And so we're part of Hope House. And tonight, uh, we're doing a little bit something different. We're doing our brand new sofa series. Um, I was persuaded to not call it sofa session because that might have given people the wrong impression, <laughs> particularly because I'm a big fan of Netflix. And so if you're watching out there, this is our, our sofa series and it's no longer our sofa session. And uh, actually, it's not a sofa, it's two chairs. Um, that I'm going to look at people to come and sit on in a moment. But the next time we do a sofa series, we're going to find ourselves a nice leatherette, or even leather sofa. What color? Are we going to go for a blue sofa, a black sofa, or a red sofa? I'm going to give you a clue. My office needs a red one. It's going to be on wheels so we can wheel it out. Is that all right? We up for it, so you've got to pray for a month for a red sofa. Something dead cool with like sports stripes on it or something. Is that all right? I don't know where we're going to get it from, if they even make it. Bit sophology, <laughs> being faith. Tonight we're going to look at real people, real Christian living. Because if we're going to plant something and grow something and touch lives, we need to be aware to answer questions. We need to be ready to live out this at six life, to live out this good news living as Christians. Uh, and something really weird happens when, you, when people find out you're a Christian. Maybe some of you will have experienced this. But the minute you're a Christian, you're supposed to have an opinion on, on everything. You're supposed to understand everything. And you've got to live perfectly at all times. And no bad thing must ever befall your life. 
And if it does, you've got to say, thank you, God, I'm so excited about this opportunity to prove my faith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little bit like when I kind of first got on my Christian life and went to work and told people I'd become a Christian. I don't know what I expected, but it was like living on the Truman Show that everybody watched me every moment of every day. And as soon as I got anything wrong, my foreman at work, his top response was, I thought you were a Christian. And he was, every time he said, Bedford, come here. With a little glass window I had to go to. Bedford, come here. And the first thing he'd say is, you're supposed to be a Christian. What happened on this job? <laughs> well, I couldn't repair it. But you're supposed to be a Christian. Why did this? And I just, oh. So I, I never did gain the skill of laying hands on central eating systems and <laughs> praying for them. So I'm no longer. <laughs> but there are expectations placed upon us. Um, I, I, I've got an, an absolutely amazing mum. I don't know if she's watching tonight, but mum, if you're watching tonight, you are amazing. You're an amazing woman. Um, and here's the deal, and she's going to kill me for saying this, but hey, she's going to have to catch me and she's not quick at the minute. <laughs> My mum is really ill, it's terminal, but I'm really proud of her because she said, hey, the thing is, I've lived all these decades as a Christian, now I've got to go well as a Christian. Let, let's kind of, let, let, let's show how it can be done. So how amazing is that? That, oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble for saying this. When I thought this was it, the other week she said, hey, how amazing is this? So when I get to see Jesus face to face. Come on, that is living well. And we want to be people that live well. Um, here's what it says in 1 Peter chapter 3. Uh, and 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I've always got an answer. The bit I wrestle with is a gentleness and respect. But I've always got an answer. In Colossians, it says this And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So I'm imagining all the people we're going to get to have conversations with that don't know Jesus yet. They're going to start connecting and say, where do you go to? And they're going to say, I got a whole house at six. I found Jesus there. I became a Christian. And now I'm living that life in my community, in my workplace, with my family, in my street. In my... How exciting is that prospect? I kind of believe in that's what God has called us to. And uh, I look forward to the day when we, we're wrestling saying, um, we've got so many band members, someone to play at our, our 10 o'clock service, uh, someone to play at our 6 o'clock service, and our 11 o'clock service. Just imagine it though. Hey, you know, we're, we're in faith for salvation. Why would God not do that here? See, here's why he won't do that here because we're ordinary, because we're normal. But maybe that's a qualification. Because we have an extraordinary God. I'm going to invite two people uh, to come and join me on the very comfortable sofa. It's going to be slightly out of camera shot. So, wow, what an amazing sofa that is, everybody. Isn't that an amazing sofa we've got? Uh, so, Julie and Anna, would you like to come and join me on these chairs, please? I think we might be able to flood a little bit of light in your direction and pretend that you're a, a, a table of some sort for uh, 
signing the register at a wedding or something like that. We'll try anyway. We'll light you up a little bit. Good practice. So that's the light that shines on you when you're signing the registration, Jordan. <laughs> How many years has it been, Anna? Just, just, just thinking out loud. So what I'd like to do, ladies, I, 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 these are two amazing people. You didn't give them a big round of applause when they came up. Give them a big round of applause. Tonight, there is no sermon. Well, I thought that I'd get a massive round of applause. I thought it was a dead cert, that. Um, I'm going to ask these two some questions, because they are the sermon tonight. Because they are... Age and beauty. uh, Age and beauty. Okay, I'm not even even commenting. Tonight, we have age and beauty on the stage. Oh, age and beauty. I am going to ask some very simple questions, and out of this, asking ordinary questions, and these two are not going to play off against each other and create me problems. I, I did pick your own pair, didn't I? I'm just going to ask some simple questions, so we get the idea that we are ordinary people, but Christ is involved. And if we live out that Christ living, what could that do in our community? So I've just got some really ordinary questions, some spiritual questions. Um, so I didn't give you all the questions I said I was going to ask because I wanted you to be spontaneous. So I will be asking you about your feelings on the tetriarch and um, the nature of um, Moses' writings later. <laughs> Julie, what have you done for a living? What have I done for a living? Um, for 40-some years I've been a teacher. A teacher, okay. 40-some yeah. years, I can't believe that. You don't look a day over 39. <laughs> Maybe just under 40 years. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. You qualified very young. I was you 10 could, at the time. Yeah, in the olden days you could qualify young. <laughs> Hannah, what have you been doing for the last 30 years? Um, well, I've been a beauty therapist and a nail technician. A beauty therapist and a nail technician. Excellent, thank you very much. Um, neither of you have written a book, neither of you have made a film, so this is not on TV where you get to come and promote the product that you've got. You're here because you are Christians. And you're yeah. part of Hope House Church, and you attend Hope House at six. Uh, and this, this is part of who you are. So, Hannah, where are you from originally? Uh, Barnsley. You're Barnsley girl. Woo! Come on. Uh, <laughs> Julie, what about yourself? Um, I come from a small village halfway between Barnsley and Wakefield called Rye Hill. Called Rye Hill. And if you know, wow, so give me six. Um, <laughs> Just want to ask you a simple question. Each of you take your turns in answering it. What do you love most about Hope House? Um, I think it's family and it's a tribe and that you feel so welcomed and that you feel loved. Brilliant. Oh, it's the place I can't not be on a Sunday. I, I just cannot. When we're on holiday, on the Sunday, I'm thinking about everybody because like Hannah... It's family, it's Brilliant. tribe, it's where I love to be, uh, with people of Jesus, it's great. Fantastic. You see, you know when we say sometimes, I've got nothing to say, what, what kind of testimony can I bring? What is it I've got to say? You know, listen to what's just been said. The value that's placed on what God is doing here. We carry something really special in God. God is building something. Uh, when we find our salvation in Christ, something unique happens. We need to be here. So here's a big philosophical question for you. Um, if you could know the truth about one question, one question in life, what would your question be? Uh, 
Either of you? Um, Anything. My, my question would be to God wonder, uh, is what is heaven like? I think because Paul's mum, Alice, and myself have been talking a lot about this recently, about what I'm just really curious. What, what is heaven like? Cool. <gasps> Any question, anything about life, any subject, and we can give you the absolute truth, what would the question be? Is there a stitched teddy in heaven? Is there a stitched <laughs> teddy in heaven? <laughs> See, they're better than me. When I wrote that question down, my first thought were, what were what this month's national lottery numbers? Were my absolute, <laughs> that was the very first thought. I thought, what question can I ask? And even as I was writing it down, that was what came into my mind. So, so you're thinking Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. You're thinking heaven. Quite clearly, yeah. Okay, Hannah, one for you. Netflix or Amazon? Quick. Netflix. 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 Julie, Netflix or Amazon? Netflix. Cineworld or View? Cineworld. Cineworld or View? Cineworld. Haribo sweet or Haribo sour? Haribo sweet. Haribo sour. <gasps> Tell so much about a person. Chinese or Indian? Indian. Chinese or Indian? Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> One show or Jeremy Kyle? One show. One show. Oh. <laughs> Football match, good film? Good film. Football match or a good film? Uh, good film, but I do like a good football oh. match too. Oh, football? Yeah. Didn't you know? <laughs> you know what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hillsong or Bethel? Hillsong. <gasps> Hillsong Whopper. Live broadcast. <laughs> Careful what you say. Hillsong, Hillsong, oh my days! I'd have said Icon Church, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> wants to lick some bum, that's why. Sound of Music, Greece or Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia. Sound of Music. <laughs> Showing my age now. I've never heard of any of those films. <laughs> what has been the most defining moment you've ever had in life? Um, it's got to be when I became a Christian when I was 16 because um, life before then was uh, colourless, I suppose, bland, boring. But I got to meet Jesus at 16 and that was just amazing. And being part of God's family Brilliant. Uh, in church... It has to be my most defining moment, apart from marrying you. And having kids, Megan's just reminded me. Certainly define something. I'd probably say becoming a Christian, but I also like when you're at one event and you stood there during worship and everybody around you is worshipping with you. You just think you're not alone. That's really good, that, isn't it? Yeah, I would say for me that becoming a Christian, actually making that connection, then a little bit later as I got a bit older, really understanding that. But actually, when I've been in those big meetings, yeah, that's when it's colourful and alive, when you, you think, how can I do this? How is this working? Is this just me? Then you look around and there are literally thousands of people lost in worship. Real presence of God. That is something. That's for me. That's like being an, in a miracle. Um, so, being a Christian is important uh, to who you are. Um, what's the difference it's made in your life? Really briefly. Um, I felt like I'm loved and I'm wanted, and that when I'm facing any battles, I'm not facing them alone. Uh, I want to say something similar. Really, it's 
we all go through the battles of life because we're human beings and being Christians doesn't exempt us from that. But walking through the battles with Jesus is just, I don't know how anybody can not do that. Brilliant. So if you could tell people one thing about God, what would it be? It, it has to be that God loves you. Yeah. It, it has to be. You know, he's not, he's not an autocratic God up there waving a stick. But he's, uh, he's, a, he's a loving father. Brilliant. It's, he's brilliant. Hannah? I'd say that it's incredible in that you never feel lonely. Brilliant. And so then finally, tell us about something you love. <laughs> well, Jordan wants me to say Jordan. <laughs> no, I do love Jordan. And everybody knows I love Stitch. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, just want to let you know. Just to, Jordan sat out in the congregation. That's where we put the table. You know, when you sign a registration. And that's where we put the table in that light. Just an observation. I'm trying for you, Anna. Can't wait for our um, wedding. You can pay me later. Um, I, I just love music of any kind. I love singing. That's the best thing uh, in the whole wide, wide world to do. Brilliant. Paul is very important too. Thank you. And I, my, I was and beginning to wonder at what point. <laughs> Jordan's going to pray for me and comfort me later. <laughs> what I wanted is just very briefly is, is that you might be thinking what we, we came out tonight to just listen to two people tell a story, share something. But if you listen to what was said tonight, they talked about the difference being a Christian is. Talked about what their lives have become and what their lives are becoming in God. And, you know, every one of us need to answer questions, and we will be asked questions. Scripture tells us, be ready when people ask you those questions like, well, what is it about being a Christian that makes a difference? What is church about? What is it you love? What is it you think has changed in your life? And here we've got two, well, I think extraordinary people, but in the world's eyes, ordinary people. But in Christ, they're extraordinary. So I'd just love you to give them a round of applause while they take their seats. Thank you. microphone <laughs> boom every one of us are called to have answers and we might be called to have answers at any particular time in any particular circumstance and of course the circumstances of our life sometimes are really exciting and good and wonderful sometimes they're really difficult or really scary or even potentially quite damaging but we're still called to have answers about Christ how do we live when things are going well we live for Christ how do we live when things are just boring and average we live for Christ how do we live when things have it is, and the challenges have come. Well, we live for Christ. That's the call in our lives, and that's what we have that we can share. Are our lives perfect? No. Are we perfect? No. But we have a perfect God who loves us perfectly. So I just want to encourage you this evening as Christians, as we're thinking about embarking on this, as we're going to discover strategies and ways and a call of God, and we pray for a move of His Spirit that sees us plant this and it become a church in its own right, thriving with a group of people that as yet are unsaved, unknown. We, we kind of want to prophetically proclaim it into being. That even tonight, we take the responsibility of saying, we're going to have answers. We're going to have conversations. We're going to talk gospel. We're going to be good news people. In a situation that could challenge us, we're going to say, but we have a good God. Yeah. 
And no matter what, we're going to bring his praise. And we're going to walk through tough times and walk through great times knowing that we have a foundation and a rock called Christ. And maybe this evening you're not a Christian. I actually don't know one or two people in the room tonight. So maybe you're not a Christian. What I want to say to you tonight is that these two people here weren't Christians until they gave their lives to the Lord. So they just lived life. And now they live life as Christians. You can do the same thing and discover the kind of answers that they made this evening. So I want to close this time by inviting the band back up to the stage. We're going to finish with a short time of worship. And I just want to plant that thought in your minds that as ordinary people, and in this room looking out at just this gathering of us tonight, I know some personal situations, some challenges. I've even found out about one or two tonight. Some great things happening for one or two people. Some frustrating things happening for others. Some frightening and sad things for others. And yet here's the deal. Jesus is still Lord. And our eternity is secure. Here's a prayer that we, a prayer that we pray when we become Christians. I just want to read it out. And in a sense, I want to proclaim it prophetically tonight. So as I read this prayer, maybe you're not a Christian and you'd like to work out what it is to give your life to the Lord. So we can talk to you and explain that in detail and even give you some literature. But most importantly, we can point you in the direction of Jesus this evening. We can begin to unravel and unwind and then rebuild and fix life. Take a decent life and make it incredible. Take a broken life and make it incredible. Take an ordinary life and make it extraordinary. But I'm going to pray this prayer of commitment where we give ourselves to Jesus. I want to pray it over every empty seat in this room. I want to pray it over our town and believe that there'll be people who'll make this prayer of salvation. Not a transfer from one church to another, but a brand new life of new birth. People that don't have an answer now that find their answer in Christ. So just before the band play, why don't we all stand together if you physically can? Just as a saying, Lord, we're before you. You matter. We want to have answers. And I'm going to pray this prayer. You're familiar with it, many of you. Hold it in your heart. Think on the words. Think on your family and friends. Think on the people you drive past on your way home tonight. Think of the people you might have a coffee with. Let's prophetically say amen over their lives. Lord Jesus, I know I've done things wrong in my thoughts and words and actions. There are so many good things I've not done. There are so many wrong things I have done. I'm sorry for those wrong things in turn from everything I know to be bad. You gave your life for me on a cross. And gratefully I give my life back to you. Now I ask you to come into my life. Come in as my saviour to clean me. Come in as my Lord to lead me. And I will serve you all the remaining days of my life. Amen. Amen. Let's believe that over our town. Let's believe that for the people that will stand next to us, seated by us, the chairs around us, worshipping their new saviour, worshipping their God as he breaks out in our town. Because God loves Barnsley. He loves where we are. Amen.